1: Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. The history of COVID-19. When did this begin? How how do we know where it came from? Is anybody actually looking for that truth? And was anyone trying to do exactly what happened? Try to make a COVID-19-style virus? For good reasons, not for a weapon of war. Was anyone trying to do that at the time of this breakout? Oh, the truth bombs are falling. Last night's special, we recap in 60. The Glenn Beck Program. If if you're trying to buy or sell a house right now, I mean, let me just start with this. Do you need a hug? Seriously? You probably need a hug if you have a crappy real estate agent. Uh, I mean, I don't mean that that cousin of yours, you know, that took the real estate test to keep the parole officer off his back, uh, you know, is a bad thing. But, you know, maybe you should look for somebody who's been in the business and is a top of the line agent, somebody who is going to do everything in his or her power to make the process work for you. And most importantly, somebody who listens to you. This is why I started realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a, uh, a business that is a free service to you, that all we do is pair you with the people we think are the best real estate agents in your area, have the best track record and all sorts of metrics that you know we can tell you about if you're uh, interested. The agents we work with know the best practices. They're not just credentialed. They're top selling. And we monitor them. They don't work for us. We just monitor and review refu- and review realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com. Get your house sold and get into your new house for the best price. <laughs> Just going through some of the email that came in after the uh, special last night, uh, Don wrote in, said, Glenn, I work at a hospital in Ohio. Over the years, I have gone for many periods of time not listening to you because you can be crazy and depressing.
0: Well, gee, I don't know. It's a great point. Yes,
1: shut uh, up. Uh, I don't yes, know why up. you bring it up yesterday, to promote I the special. <laughs> yesterday, I chose to subscribe <laughs> to The Blaze just so I could watch your documentary. My mouth dropped open each segment. And the last one made me gasp. I read the Nature article. Now, this is the written Nature article that uh, Peter Daszak, uh wrote that says, This is not made in a lab. This is absolute. And anybody who says it is, is a crazy person. It's pretty amazing once you know the history behind him and who was in on making these decisions. She said, I, the, something wasn't wrong, and I, I kind of believed it was lab-made, but then I read that article, and it dampened my skepticism. You dropped a bomb on that last night. Thank you. I'm, sure, I'm not sure what I can do with this information, but I can now try to inform colleagues that information is being suppressed. Don, it is, and you, you could verify that just by watching the special. And by the way, do not... Do not quote me. Don't, uh, you know, don't go to your friends who hate my guts and, you know, think all the things that George Soros paid to have people say about me uh, is true. I want you to go to blaze tv blaze tv and all of the original documents are available there. Uh, They're in uh, Some of them are in Chinese, but you can have Google translate translate them for you. You can go through these yourself so you know it. You make the case. You have to make the case uh, and you have to know it if you're going to stand. Otherwise, people are going to say, that's crazy. Where'd you get that? And they're going to pick you apart. Tim wrote in, Glenn, I watched your show last night in the blaze. Anthony Fauci's involvement in its genesis and successive cover up. I have to say, I believe this is the most important piece of journalistic work since Watergate. I'm a little depressed in that while radical Democrats in the Biden administration are currently blowing themselves up with their actions and policies, I don't know that a red wave in 2022 and 2024 is going to solve the kind of exposure to deep state actors that you gave last night with a completely conservative Congress and president. Are we going to get back to the real America while people like Fauci and all of his deep state staff exist in the government? Is it possible to clean house over a four year term? I don't think it is. Um, And If you are looking for um, Donald Trump to be president, then you should hope that he will pick Ron DeSantis as his vice president. Um, I think if DeSantis is the guy, he should ask Trump to be speaker of the House. But that's just that's just me. You just want that for pure entertainment, Uh, pure entertainment purposes. (laughs) You can't do it in four years. We need at least eight years to be able to do it. Um, and, uh, Fauci, I hope will be gone by 2023 because I think the uh, Republicans are going to win the house. And if they are not part of it, they will get rid of Anthony Fauci. Let me, how will they do that with Biden still as president? Uh, I think they will just do, just do investigations, investigations and eventually
0: and, he's like, ah, this is enough. I'm yeah. going to go work for some
1: correct big pharmaceutical I'll go, company. I, I don't know. I'll go work and we'll grow new people in Petri dishes. Ooh. Um, let me, let me, um, let me show you some of the stuff that we uncovered last night. Last night, I don't know if you know this DARPA was approached by uh, Dr. Barrick, who is the doctor who uh, did the mouse hybrid, and Dr. Shi, who did the um, the bat poop uh, coronavirus. You put those two together, and it's like the key master and the gatekeeper. Maybe we should keep these two apart. <laughs> so one's American, one's Chinese, working at the Wuhan lab. And then there's Peter Daszak, who is the go-between between them and Fauci, Fauci gives Peter Dazek's company money, and then that money goes to fund this gain of function research. That's why Fauci won't answer Rand Paul's question. Well, did you fund Peter Daszak? Because that was that was gain of function research. Fauci doesn't like answering that question. But what most people don't know is, I think it was in 2017, you watch the special, um, in 2017, Dazek and his EcoHealth Alliance requested funding from DARPA. Now, this is what they listen to what we have, the DARPA proposal. You can get it uh, at uh, BlazeTVSpecial.com. We have the proposal to DARPA and their response. But listen to what it listen, what it is. They proposed injecting bat coronavirus collected by the Wuhan lab into transgenic humanized mice from Dr. Barrick's lab uh, to try to create coronavirus vaccines. They even mentioned using test cave sites to do some of the experience uh, to experiments. If you look at the people involved. It's the same story over and over and over again. Now, DARPA said, yeah, I don't think so. Listen to what they actually wrote back. Your team discusses risk mitigation strategies to address potential risks of the research to public health and animal safety, but it does not mention or assess potential risks of -of gain-of-function research. Now, remember, this is Fauci funded, this little group of, of people. And even DARPA is calling them out and saying it's too dangerous. And here's DARPA, probably the most sophisticated group of big thinkers in our country, at least working for the government. Uh, and they're saying it's gain of function. So they, they say we're not going to fund it. But the funding continues from the NIH to Peter Daszak. So now let me take you, let me take you to, uh, to when it actually all started. When the, when, when did it start? When did we know about it? We started talking about it probably around, uh, January 8th because we were on vacation for Christmas when I first heard about it. I heard about it over the Christmas holidays. Is that your recollection when you heard it? it was right around then? Um, And then when we got back, we had heard about it, we talked about it, and then we started seeing videos. Well, the first time everybody thinks the pandemic officially began, December 31st, because December 31st is when China finally said, hey, there's a problem. We've got a virus, but it's not transmissible human to human. Okay, they knew that wasn't true. Listen to what happened. In the uh, in the summer of 2020, so after COVID had already started, is we're in the 15 days, you know, to flatten the curve. In that summer, the Wuhan lab with with Dr. Xi, they release a study. They release uh, a uh, a paper on COVID viruses in humanized mice. And the study is released in, I think it's August of 2020. But the actual research was done in the Wuhan lab in the summer of 19. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, because it's exactly the same players and the same thing that was proposed to DARPA. Now it's happening in the Wuhan lab. But what, where it gets interesting is the timeline On September 12th, they had the uh, the Wuhan archive system, which allows anybody to go into their archives and see all of the records, see what they're working on, everything else. And all of all of the scientific stuff is archived. Well, it shuts down on September 12th gone. And they don't open it up again. Now, the BBC asks Dr. Xi what happened, and she says, We were hacked. We were hacked. Okay, maybe. Maybe they were hacked. That happens. So, there, somebody's hacking the Wuhan lab uh, for some reason, trying to get all their information. So, they shut it down. On the same day, they ask for security. So, they increase security in the lab on the same day. Now, okay. All right, if somebody's hacking into you and you want additional security, those two things do kind of go together. And then all of a sudden, everything starts to shut down. And then they say, oh, we need to, we need to fix our air handling system. We need a new air system. Okay. All right. Then the world military games kick off in Wuhan. Now, this is just a few weeks after the air handling system incident in October. 10,000 international athletes attend from more than 100 uh, countries. Now, listen to this. In the reports at the time, one athlete attended said the streets of Wuhan were nearly empty. It was a ghost town. This is early October. Upon arrival to the airport, athletes had their temperatures recorded and were forced to wash their hands when they entered buildings. Now, is that standard practice? Multiple athletes later got sick with COVID-like symptoms and went home and their families got sick. We have a document that you can get at Blaze TV specials.com the document is a hospital report that has been leaked from the chinese ministry we found it in the research that was provided by Drassic. it shows at least 10 hospitals in wuhan were already receiving covid patients in october so we have the weird activity we have the report of what they were doing in the summer then we have the weird activity at the beginning of september Then we have people start getting sick. We have temperatures checked. The streets vacant. One athlete said, this is early October. The rumors were that the government warned the inhabitants not to go out. Okay. Now let's go back to the Wuhan lab. We already have 10 hospitals that are taking COVID people. We have the weird temperature thing. And on November 3rd, Three researchers from the Wuhan lab get sick. COVID-like symptoms. They go to the hospital. So between September through November, something's going on, but China doesn't tell us. Inside the lab on now December 3rd, they made another request. They needed to get an air incinerator. Hmm. Hmm. And then it's just a couple of weeks later that doctors start speaking out in China about this. We saw the videos and they kind of just went missing. Oh. More in just a second. The. The special is available now at blaze tv.com. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Can you check, is it still up on YouTube? It was taken off Facebook about three quarters of the way through the special. They uh, deleted it and stopped the broadcast. Uh, let's see if it's still available at YouTube.
0: Yeah, you got to go to the Blaze TV YouTube channel. It was there yes. this morning,
1: I know, but yeah, we'll, I know. we'll see. Uh, American financing. If you're like most Americans, you probably spend a significant amount of time thinking about how to make more money or at least save more money than you currently do. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to be aware of how your financial house is holding up and be about the business of trying to make it more secure, especially in this current economy. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future with our economy. I have no idea how this works out. You could save, however, right now, hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand every month, just by refinancing your uh, credit cards and your mortgage without resetting your mortgage uh, terms. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. So call them today. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800 Nine zero six twenty four forty American dot net ten seconds, station ID. So there's a uh, hundred and fifty thousand views of the special last night, uh, from, uh, YouTube. This thing is not going to come up in anybody's, you know, next view panel uh, or suggested views. You're going to have to go seek it out. You can find it at uh, YouTube.com/slash/theblaze, uh, and you go to the Blaze TV's YouTube page, and you will find it there on the front page. And I urge you to take that and send that link to all of your friends. Do it now while it is out and currently available on YouTube. Send it to as many people as you possibly can. And let's make sure that everybody sees this. I'm telling you, once you get 5 million, 8 million people to watch this, it is it's in the system and you can't undo it. Um, People will know the truth and it will change things. The first thing you have to do is have the information. We didn't post the documents because we don't want uh, Google and everybody else to uh, ding us for the documents. And then we'd have to go through all of these. You know, no, this one's true. I'm sorry, your fact checker that gets everything wrong that happens to be conservative. I'm sorry they disagree with it what we've done is we've asked you to go to blaze tv specials.com you fill in your uh, email address and we will send it directly to you that way they're not online and nobody is uh nobody's changing algorithms or arguing with us you'll get them directly just go to blaze tv specials.com
0: and the special itself is at youtube.com blaze tv
1: okay Thank you, Stu. Yeah, well, you just of course said
0: the wrong thing again, so I figured I'd well, say the right one. I mean, I just thought that was a it was a little little thing I
1: could contribute
0: to the program today. Thank which you. Was, well, say well, the correct little, address that, for right. the special you've been talking about. That is
1: a little something that you could do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, little. for people to be able to see the the work that you did. Yeah, you know, maybe they would be able to go to the correct web address to get there. So
1: I know, Stu, that we have talked about mm-hmm. the the cover up of F- <laughs> Fauci. <laughs> yes, uh, and the the meetings that they had uh and the the arm twisting that happened and the bribery that i believe happened uh to get all the scientists on board to say the right thing it it was a little stunning to watch it happen on the chalkboard last night wasn't it it really was yeah i mean there's a lot there and it's
0: all backed up by documents and you have the people's names and You can go there and form your own conclusions,
1: I suppose. But it's right there. (laughs) A lot of times in their own... In their own words. In their own emails. Uh, Don't miss this special. And please tell a friend or ten. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, with friends like that, who needs enemies? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the way I feel about everybody in the Fed and the Treasury and this administration. I mean, we don't need enemies. They're destroying us. The U.S. dollar is weakening every single day. No guarantee that it survives. Everybody is betting on that there won't be something better that comes out. They're going to switch to a digital U.S. dollar. Then they are still devaluing the currency, and that's apt to take everything that you have and reduce it by some huge percentage. That's why you need to have some things not in dollars. Okay? Invest possibly in a portfolio of precious metals. 10%. You should spread your risk around. 10%. If you have a 401k, please look into this call gold line now they have a special on their u.s uh, uh historic graded coins the five dollar indian coins sold in box at 20 you're going to receive mind your business silver bars at no cost 20 gold indians 20 free silver mind your business at goldline 866 gold line 866 gold line call them now for the moment you
0: can watch the special at youtube.com slash blaze TV or subscribe at BlazeTV.com
1: slash Glenn the promo code Fauci Lied. So the Rittenhouse jury is still out. This is what, day number three? Uh, do you remember how long it took to uh, deliberate for O.J. Simpson? No. Yes. What do you think it was? Was God. it a long time, short time?
0: Let me think back to that time. I mean, the trial went on forever—eight for months. Maybe it wasn't that long. I mean, the trial seemed to go on forever, but maybe it wasn't that long.
1: They were the jury deliberated for four hours. Four? Wow! Hours. Really? Hours. Mm-hmm. Eight months. Four hour deliberation. This is going on wow. for three days now. There's wow. been a call for a mistrial now, and I, because I was wrapped up in the special yesterday, I, I don't really understand what's going on. It's about revolving around a, a video, but we thought we would get uh, Nick Ricada uh, back on. He's the host of the podcast, Ricada Law, um, and you can find that on YouTube. He has been watching this uh, along with his panel the whole time. Um, can, you, can you bring me up to speed, Nick? What, what's going on?
2: Yeah, Glenn. Uh, first, thanks for having me back on. Really sure. appreciate it. Um, what What's been going on is, <laughs> I'll categorize it this way: what I would consider a miscarriage of justice by the state attorneys in uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Attorneys Binger and Kraus have been, frankly, uh, it appears, violating Kyle Rittenhouse's constitutional rights from from jump, um, and and the particular. Motions for mistrial, there, there are actually two outstanding motions for mistrial. One of them is with prejudice, and that's based on these constitutional violations. The other one is for a motion for mistrial without prejudice that was raised orally by Corey Shereffisi yesterday. And um, they both kind of revolve around this drone footage. Uh, the drone footage was a surprise, a piece of surprise evidence that was introduced on Friday After the trial had started, so we'd already been going for, you know, four or five days. They get this piece of drone footage and it has become the linchpin of the case for the state saying that Kyle Rittenhouse raised his gun at uh, Joshua Zeminski and that that constitutes provocation, which would uh, defeat or impair his self-defense claim. So the problem is this footage which came in and uh, now we have allegations and they appear to be true that the state provided a lower resolution copy of this drone footage to the defense when they did their discovery disclosures. And so the defense is operating on less information in preparing their case. And they only got the full res version after uh, the the introduction of evidence was done. And they were arguing over jury instructions.
1: OK, so so hold hold it just a second. Mm. So the jury saw this in 4K. Yeah and the defense never had seen it in 4k yeah, techni- and what does t- go ahead oh sorry technically
2: they saw it in 844p resolution uh and the defense had a 212p resolution copy oh so my gosh. uh you know like the resolution of a 1998 cell phone screen so wait a minute. So what
1: did they not see in that copy with such low resolution?
2: Uh, the what they what you can't see from the low res or the high res copy, in my opinion, is Kyle Rittenhouse raising his gun. Um, but the 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 state says from the high res copy, which they then had the forensic crime lab enhance uh, and and enlarge images from. They say you can see Kyle Rittenhouse raise his gun, which would be that provocation, uh, which would lead to the defeat of the self-defense claim. But when the defense, if you look at it uh, at, you know, one, I think it's one 16th, the resolution is what we're talking about here. You can't see anything but tiny little blobs. And it's important to realize that where Kyle Rittenhouse is in the video on the defense's video, he's probably only 10 or 11 pixels high. I mean, it's it's a tiny fraction of the screen because he's very far away from where the drone is at the time they allege he raised his gun.
1: Okay, so the judge is allowing the drone footage to be reviewed by the jury? Uh, Correct. In, in the jury room?
2: Um, they They had to come down to the courtroom for that, for that specific piece. The rest of the footage... Uh, they have been allowed to uh, that they've requested so far. They have been allowed to review in the jury room on on a sanitized laptop uh, that that only has basically a media player and the uh, the files that they're looking to review. But the the drone footage. They cleared out the courtroom. They shut down all the technology that was in there. They had bailiffs check all of the uh, all of the benches and make sure no one like left a phone recording or whatever. And the jury came in and everybody but the jury and one bailiff were were cleared out so that they could review that footage on a large-screen TV.
1: Why did they have to go down, just because of the large-screen TV?
2: It's technically Wisconsin law, um, and and this is the interesting thing. There was a large argument over whether or not the jury could have the video, uh, the unfettered access to the videos yesterday. Um, There was also a previous argument in which the state, said that allowing them unfettered access to videos, the state agreed would be reversible error, but then they changed their tune because uh, they, they really want this, this drone video to be reviewed. Now the judge does not agree with that law and he's inclined to uh, allow them to have unfettered access, but um, he's been playing pretty careful in this case. Uh, and so I, I guess that's why he allowed the, the drone footage to be reviewed, but only in the courtroom whereas the other footage is not and, and there's a there's a legal dispute over where that is the case law isn't fully clear but they had agreed a couple of days before now they're changing their tune
1: so will the case do you think be dismissed is this is this headed for a mistrial
2: it glenn it really should be and one of the frustrations i've had and this is a personal opinion um, and, and several of the members on my panel have, have, uh, carried this same opinion, but I don't, I don't speak for everybody, of course, but I, w- I feel like the defense is not pushing hard enough on this issue. Um, we've seen a level of passivity, uh, from the defense on this, where it seems like the judge is ready to grant a mistrial either with or without prejudice. It, it kind of depends on the arguments that follow, but he, it almost feels like he's waiting for the defense to just push it you know, push over the edge uh the question. They keep raising the question and then the state will kind of filibuster and talk and talk and talk. And and if if any of your uh listeners out there want a really fascinating uh approach to BS, you can go listen to the uh assistant district attorney Kraus give his explanation for how they sent a compressed video uh and they kept the full video yesterday. It was it was phenomenal. Uh It reminded me of the scene in Chicago, given the razzle dazzle. Wow. um, It feels like the judge is just waiting for the defense to stand up and advocate for their client saying, no, judge, this needs to happen. Our client has been prejudiced and this is irreparable, at least in this case, but we would say
1: forever. Why do you say, uh, why, why do you think they're not doing this?
2: I don't know. Uh, my best guess and my most deferential guess is that they have taken an, uh, an approach that Mark Richards laid out uh, the other day that said, Judge, we've had nothing to hide. We've disclosed everything. And, and they, have, they have not been objecting to the introduction of evidence. Uh, they've been allowing everything to come out. In fact, they put Kyle on the stand, um, which was uh, you know, a controversial decision yeah. in a criminal defense case. It's so they they have taken the approach of we have nothing to hide. And they've made compelling arguments to the jury about that. But uh, I I feel like it's part of their grand strategy to kind of let this play out. I think they think the judge really wants this to be decided by the jury. Um, Uh,
1: I think he he does. Um, What is it that they're asking for besides this footage? Do you have any indication? I mean, my gut tells me. That uh, there's just a couple of holdouts that will just not will not compromise, and they're like, nope, guilty, uh, and because it seems like such an open and shut case, what they've been asking for, what does it tell you?
2: Um, well, the I, I I think I agree with you. I think that's what it what it tells me as well. Is the it, it seems like there are largely people who, who would say not guilty and a couple, a couple holdouts. And we've had some unconfirmed sort of reports coming in um, about uh, about two to three people who have raised concerns. And, and it seems like uh, there may be those people just, just hanging on. And, and that's your right as a juror to do. Sure. No one can force you to vote one way or another, but with those holdouts, the, the question is, are they requesting the videos as like a delay tactic uh, to try and convince somebody else or reinforce their, their position that they're not going to change? Or is it the, mm. the big group of people trying to convince a small group? And we don't really know. At first, they didn't ask specifically for the drone footage, but then, you know, later that day, they did. And this is the problem with the drone footage and why I think the judge needs to resolve this via mistrial is because even the doubt that they had and the delay that they had in providing that drone footage. It, it makes the jury ask questions. Well, why do they need to talk about it, right? This is in evidence. We watched it. Uh, why, why do they need to talk about this drone footage? Uh, to me, the entire thing needs to be either mistrial without prejudice and redone or mistrial and, and canceled forever, which is what I would prefer. What, I, do, you, what do you mean that agree.
1: they would ask why did they have to talk about this? What, what, what well, so questions would that bring up?
2: Well, so the jury sends a request to the court to review a particular piece of evidence, mm-hmm. and when they uh, there was a significant delay between that request happening and the uh, you know the judge had to have a conversation with the attorneys about whether or not uh, this drone footage was going to be shown to the jury, and and so to me, if I ask a question early in the day and I get a response quickly, or if I ask a question later in the day and it takes me you know, two hours to get a response. What's the difference? What has happened? Why am I going down to a courtroom for this video, but I'm stuck? I, I so, get the other videos brought to me in the deliberation
1: what room. What do you think that, who does that play towards, the defense or the prosecution?
2: That, that I can't know. Just because the, you know, I don't know the, the actual minds of the jury, but it, it just says to me, no matter where they are, A juror is going to ask extra questions about this evidence. And with the drone footage, I think the evidence in the drone footage itself is prejudicial in the way it's in the way it was brought to the court, in the way it was argued in front of the court. Um, They, you know, they're going to be looking at this footage more and more. And there's that idea that if you keep seeing the same thing, looking for something, you'll eventually find it. Mm.
1: Nick Ricada, um from uh, Riquetta Law. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Law. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it.
2: I really appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you. you. God Thanks bless. you me back. You we'll bet. Talk- we'll yep. talk
1: soon. Thank Bye. you. Hopefully, we'll talk soon. Hopefully, there will be a, uh, a verdict soon.
0: It, that's an interesting thing, though, because in the way, if you're the defense, you might think this trial is going so well. We don't want to force it into a mistrial unless they can't bring it up again. You don't want to just give them a chance to start it over. And there was speculation they were doing that intentionally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a tough balancing act for the defense right here.
1: It's tough. I mean, I just, I would, oh, I feel for that kid, man. you imagine being Rittenhouse and the jury's out for the third day and you thought it was open and shut and everybody else said it was open and shut and they're still sitting there? There is that thing where they did get
0: a bunch of different options for lighter charges. Like, hey, you don't have to go after you know, the top murder charge. Maybe it's something less or like this. And they, those options didn't really appear until very late in the process. So maybe they're going through to see if any of those apply. Obviously, I don't think any of them apply.
1: Yeah. Um, outside the doors of the studio, right down the hall in the main area where everybody works, there is a place where there are and I'm not kidding, boxes of unguarded built Bars. I think it's wrong. All sorts of flavors just sitting there. I think people on my staff are keeping them there, so if anyone needs a snack during the day, they've got something healthy yet delicious. You know, some people want something that doesn't taste like a doormat. They're just sitting there. (laughs) The fool's. Now, some would say that in the trunk of my car, many of those boxes will be found later today. Build has all kinds of flavors available. They are all covered in real chocolate. Flavor comes first. They're a candy bar that's actually good for you. It's a healthy snack, a secret. And I got to tell you, um, they don't taste healthy. They really don't. They taste really good. Built.com. Built.com. Get 15% off your order. Uh, There are like 130 calories, usually, uh, 4 grams of of carbs. It's Beck15. Beck15, 15% 15 off at Built.com. The Glenn Beck Program. It looks like the House is going to vote on the Build Back Better bill today which means Nancy Pelosi thinks she has the votes, call your congressman, especially if your congressman was one of those 18 that voted with the Democrats last time. Let them know in no uncertain terms that you will remember their name and you will campaign against them. Um, We cannot pass this bill. Uh, If your congressman is on the fence Call them. You can flood the uh, Congress with calls today. That's the only thing. Emails don't mean anything. They say the only thing that matters is the phone calls. If they see that everybody is calling, they get spooked. And if they pass the Build Back Better bill, they have all of the tools they need for the Green New Deal, uh, for the Great Reset, all of it, all of it. And it won't go well. This cannot pass. Um, so do your best, Gandalf, and uh, call him up. You shall not pass. Do it right now. Also, if you missed the special last night, you can find it on BlazeTV.com/glen promo code Fauci lied, or while it lasts on YouTube. Please tell a friend, tell 10 friends, make sure that everyone is watching this special while it lasts in the open on YouTube. Do it now. Facebook took it off last night to stop the broadcast three quarters of the way through. It is still on YouTube.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program.